Hey guys, welcome. It's time for another edition of the Retro Buzz. Today, we have uh, some cool things we're going to talk about uh, because Glenn, our guest of honor, was unfortunately sick and couldn't make it here. Not, not you. This is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Glenn Planet Tomato. See, I remembered this. John, everybody. I did. Very good. Very good job. Very good. He's, yeah, he's, unfortunately, our guest tonight does, hopefully doesn't have the, the coronavirus or whatever that's called. Oh, yeah. He just yeah, got the normal flu, but uh, unfortunately, he is sick. So we'll reschedule him for next time. But we have plenty to talk about today, so that's okay. We also have, right before he goes on vacation, we've got Mr. Douglas Cool Toy Smith. Welcome back. What's up, everybody? I, th- I think it's going to be a fun I'm going night. to Disney World. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to Disney World. You're going to have fun. We're going to be sitting here next Friday, and you're going to be like, off. Oh, wait a second. He's not going to use his phone and join. He can use his phone and join. <laughs> Could you see that? Come on. I don't know, man. I'm flying that really cheap airline. I don't think they got Wi-Fi on there. I'll be lucky if I even get, like, you know, a seatbelt. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting, um, to say the least, to hear your stories, because I'm sure you're going to be checking out some arcades and things like that. Now, you're going to Disneyland. I assume you're going over to California, right? No, I'm going to Disney World. I'm going to Florida. Oh, you're going to Florida. Okay, so you're going to Disney World. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I've been I want there. that big experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we And the Gators. Gotta have the Gators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we we decided uh so a lot of people have been asking. Um, we've seen it in the arcades forums, we've seen it in at games forums about coin ops. Now, I do want to preface this that we are not experts in this field, but a lot of people don't know what coin ops is. And so I have a CoinOps PC that I've been trying to work on to put in an arcade one up to replace the Raspberry Pi. And guys, I ran into some snags. And so I thought, what better way to do this than to show CoinOps and let us kind of talk about this a little bit and talk about some of the snags that I ran into. Because when I run it on the Legends Ultimate, if I stream it from a PC, I have no controller problems. Everything just works. And I think, Doug, you kind of alluded to that as well right yeah I've, I've done the same thing i've used the arcade net link and streamed it to my hack games legends ultimate arcade haven't had any issues that way the controls map um i don't have any lag or delay issues with my button inputs or anything like that it's a really enjoyable experience um i, I also you know play it on my pc of course but um i know it, it can get really complicated and you can probably run into some roadblocks which we're probably going to talk about tonight which you're experiencing firsthand i'm sure yeah i mean one of the things like you said, it works perfect with the Legends. And, and again, getting away from the Raspberry Pi only because the Raspberry Pi can't do Wii games. Where You want that power? Yes. So I'll, I'll do this. I can show you guys. This is the PC that I... Whoops. Let me get rid of that. Come on. There we go. This is the PC that I have. This was an old broadcasting PC. That's why it's hot pink. The company was called Paladin. And for some reason, they thought pink and black was that um so as you can see where they found it in 2006 yes so it was a very 2006 punk look it it is but i mean it's the size of a ream of paper so if you know what a ream of paper looks like so this thing fits really nice into an arcade cabinet a three-quarter scale and so that's why i thought this would this would be really really ideal to put inside of it now, it does have integrated graphics. It has an Intel graphics chip, uh, Intel 4000, I believe. Not the greatest. I do have an NVIDIA card with two gigabytes of RAM on it. May throw that in. 
Um, but all in all, for the most part, for the most part, the main games work. Where I run into problems is when I start getting into, um, when we start seeing like PC Engine, we start going into like Wii games, the Dolphin. More advanced. Yeah, the Dolphin emulator just does not want to run for whatever reason. Dreamcast, believe it or not, Dreamcast will run, which I was surprised. But interesting. For those that don't know, this is this is what CoinOps interface looks like, and I have it set up to boot right into it from the from the PC. Now I spent hours trying to figure out how to map these buttons because one of the issues I have, guys, is in the MAME. Any of the main games, the arcade games, I can get out using um, a C button, start button combo to get out of the game. But in any of the console games, normally with coin ops, back and start will get you out. I have not seen that. I have not been able to do that with this. Um, so I can show a little bit about how, where I went for those that are having problems configuring it with the, with the uh, USB encoders with the Raspberry Pi. But I'm going to kind of lean on any of you guys if you have any kind of tips with this because it's it, it, it gets confusing when you start getting down into the, the folders. So, Glenn, you plugged yours right into your Legends, right? Just did. First time trying it tonight. Uh, I've been messing around with coin ops just on a, again, good use for old PCs for the most part. They're generally more powerful than a Raspberry Pi to begin with. So I'm messing with a lot there, but I just plugged it in very easily. HDMI port right into the, the Legends. It's down there right now. Got just a regular, oh, uh, God, gigware drive uh, controller had lying around. <laughs> I don't even know where I found this mousey thing somewhere, but it does seem to control it okay. You can see behind me there. It's, you know, whoop, wrong way. <laughs> Captain. There you go. Klingons to the right. You got to move. <laughs> so it looks like it's working okay. Um, but CoinOps is just, it, you know, I've been using emulation pretty much since you know they started doing it uh back in the early 90s and coin ops is just an, a very simple way to put it on there i mean you really don't have to do anything for the most part obviously we're gonna do a little changes tonight but pretty much just download it put it in a folder click on one icon and it just works uh which is a is a big deal nowadays some of these emulators get quite complicated well it's it's for guys like me this is awesome because I don't know, like I know enough to be dangerous. Okay. I am not an expert when it comes to this stuff. So, um, I know, I think Ralph is in the, the YouTube chat and he says, um, the reason the at games works is because it was originally developed for an Xbox front end. Um, and the at games is set up for that. So that explains why that's flawless. Um, and why I had to jump through so many hoops to get it to work with USB encoders. Um, so that's good to know. So that's kind of, again, that's kind of why we're talking about this now and doing doing the show because you guys out there, some of you may have more experience than I do at this, but um, I know computers and I know what should work and why. Um, so I get into folders and I start digging into certain things. Probably bad idea when it comes to these emulator things because I start clicking on things and things start changing in my background, my videos. So like, if I show you guys this, I've already, I don't know how I did it, but like the previews of videos here, I managed to actually make them go on top of like the TV here. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Um, and then I couldn't figure out how to fix it. So then I reset the yeah. config file. Um, so 
I just, I just, you know, I start tinkering. I play around. But I think this would be cool for somebody. Now, this is the CoinOps Next. I have the CoinOps Mini. I think that's what it is. CoinOps Mini on another right. PC, which, like I said, works flawless. Not that I really need all these games running. I, I really don't. But, eh, what the heck, right? Well, that's the good thing about it, too. There, there are packs. There are different packs you could download. So you don't have to uh, download everything. Of course, me being the hoarder that I am, I did. But you don't have to. Um, but if, I think I have pretty much all of them on there. It's about 800 uh, gig or 700 gig of drive space. And the good thing about it is if you keep the original files, you know, if you do mess it up, you can just unzip the files, put it back over them, and you're, and you're good again. The one thing you do have to be uh, worried about or just make sure you're aware of, uh, I was t- talking about it earlier, is that if you have like Windows Defender on there or another antivirus program, you know, these type of things may find programs or files on there that it deems as unsafe and it removes them. But when it does that, it'll break that emulator for the most part. So you have to be very careful. If you are installing this on a machine, you might want to put it on a machine that's off the internet, not one you definitely put any valuable data on, like an old computer may have lying around. Don't put any antivirus on there and just, you know, keep it a standalone machine. Again, a lot of people are using this. It's not like it's two or three people. There are thousands and thousands of people using it. So if there was an actual potential issue in there with a real virus or a spyware, it would have been flagged and fixed a long time ago. So a lot of these are what's called false positives. Uh, just because of the way they get some of these programs to work may not be the most, you know, proper way, shall we say, of doing it. Um, <laughs> that the antivirus program is going to flag it and, and pull the, the file out. Now, in the case of like Windows Defender, you can go into the history and say, no, put it back and, it, and it'll do so. Uh, depending on the antivirus program you have, you could do that, but some may just go, uh-uh, it just deletes it. Mm-hmm. But if it does, disable it and just unzip your files and put everything back the way that it was. Now, one thing, and I know RS Mayor just said this in the chat room, and I figured this out the other day when I was doing the meme. I, I was so excited. I was proud of myself. I was like, yes, I finally figured it out. I got my mm-hmm. buttons configured exactly the way I wanted them because I was sitting there going, do I have to drill more holes in this cabinet and, and add more buttons, which is what I didn't want to do. So I, I got it all configured. I figured out where to go. I overlooked the menu item, which I'll get into. Um, and I was all proud of myself. I was like, oh, I got both arcade things working. And I went into, I believe it was the PSP, and I couldn't get out of a daggone game. I had to use the keyboard. And I'm like, this isn't going to work for my kids. They're not going to want to be pulling the keyboard out and hitting escape to get out of a game. And then I read where you hit back. Or do you want them to be doing that? No, right. I want to make this as seamless as possible. That's why I got rid of in the Raspberry Pi. Again, I know enough about Linux to be dangerous. I got rid of the boot. So when it boots up, it looks like a console booting up. You don't see any of the boot sequence, nothing, because I don't want my son hitting F1 or whatever. Um I found out then that in order to map each button, because, again, you're using the encoders, which apparently aren't mapping the way an Xbox would, I have to go into each emulator and map the buttons for each. Well, which is just so brutal. you know real quick, in the, uh, in the chat room here, uh, Meatball Saucy says he uses a program called uh, Auto Hotkey. It scripts to help force all the emulators to close with, like, one key or one button. Oh, so nice. We're looking at something like that. Does he have a download link for that? Because that, again, these are these are things that not only I had the problem with. I seen it in, like, some of the uh, um, Legends Ultimate groups that are out there. So I'm not the only one that's having these issues. And I think, as a community, if it's recorded that we have some of these links, I think this can help. Because Doug, I mean, you and I, we when we did the at games, it just played, and I was like, this is awesome, you know? Yeah, piece of cake. Piece of cake. So 
I'm going to go back over to my PC here. Whoops, wrong one. There's this PC. Um, so inside my CoinOps folder, I figured out, for those that don't know, this much I can tell you. If you're having problems with configuring your buttons and you did something incorrectly, I found out that if you restore your Xbox controllers, it'll put your controls back to the default. At first, I was afraid to click that because I'm like, I'm not using an Xbox controller. But then I got desperate and I clicked on it. Um, <laughs> again, I'm new to this, right? So it's like, whoa. But um, there's an emulators folder here. This is where I went in and I went into MAME. And if you scroll all the way down here, now, again, the guys that are really good at this, um, if you're in here, tell us the difference because MAME 64 is what I went into because I figured this is a 64-bit operating system, even though I think CoinOps is 32-bit. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so I went into here, and this is where I did all my my configuration. So if you guys have not seen this, what I did was I came in here to configure MAME, and, and you can't really see your mouse cursor. I don't know why, but so you just kind of move it around till you get it. But I went into configure options, and then I went into device map, uh, general inputs maybe? Yes, general inputs. And if you go under user interface, inside of here is where I went into um, to set up different buttons that I needed, like config menu, um, because the config menu is when you're inside of the game where you can choose to get your control configurations. I was ma I was mapping it to like what the hotkey would be, start coin, like I do on the arcade one up. And every time mm -hmm. I was doing that, it kept bringing up this stupid menu to want to change config. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that. So inside of here is where you can actually change some of that stuff. Um, I know there was a gentleman in the arcade. He didn't know how to do this earlier, so I wanted to kind of bring that up. But here, under Player One controls, if you if you go down here, um, here's where you can map your your controllers and your buttons. So right now, mine's set up for the joystick um, that's in the arcade One Up, and I haven't changed it. So none of, like if I plug in a controller, it's it's not going to work. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in here. I have no idea what, what it does. Um, do you, are you guys, have you gone, gone into this menu at all? Any of you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of things you're not going to ever touch in there. I mean, um, that Mame was my assumption. <laughs> an option. Yeah. Mame has an option pretty much for everything in there. Um, sometimes there's less is more, but uh, Mame <laughs> gives you an option for literally, uh, again, you got to scroll one into the other to get back input, out of the menu. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for the most part, you're not going to touch like 90% of what's in here. Yeah, but other controls I found is something you definitely want. Because yeah, your, I, your player starts, your coins, yes, servicing. Stuff and like I that, kept yes. overlooking it because my common sense to me. Since it would be in the player one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if anybody's watching right now and you had no idea where to map the start and coin, it took me five hours. They were laughing because I stayed up till like three in the morning <laughs> trying to figure this out. <laughs> Um, so I can at least help you with this much that if you come into this option, as, as Doug said, you can actually set your coin and your start button. And that's when everything, uh, the light bulb went on and it started working. And, but again, I'm interested in that, that, that tool that the gentleman said about that you can do the map, the hotkeys. Cause I think that would be ideal, but everything else in here, guys, I really didn't. I didn't really tweak in any. I went into it, but I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to really mess with any of this stuff. Yeah, it's got 
all the options you could possibly want, which is great. But it's one of those things, like Glenn said, you can you can over, you know, analyze it to death. You can get yourself in danger by clicking things incorrectly. <laughs> you you can. Know, I mean, now yeah. he tells me. <laughs> all the options are great as long as you know specifically what you're looking for or where to find it. If you don't, then you're going to start clicking things and pushing things. And next thing you know, you know, you're easy bake ovening whatever setup you got. And it's uh, not it's not spitting out what you want. This is something I think is where I broke the artwork in the main UI. This is where I honestly think I did it because down yeah. here under artwork options, you have the ability to turn things off and turn bezel. I, and I think because that's how I turned the bezels off in certain games so that they would play full screen. I had to come in here. I don't know if that's uh -huh. the right way to do it, but that's the way I made it work. So I turned it off as you can see, but um, I also turned the marquees off and, and I went into it. I'm like, I thought these were supposed to have marquees. I must've done it by accident. But then I couldn't figure out where I did it at. So, <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, so when you start doing this stuff, like Doug said, you can really get yourself lost in here. Yes. Yeah. And and you got to remember, save your configuration before you're going out. Not speaking from experience that, yeah. here. Oh, man, that, that, was, that was such a pain. The older version, they would save automatically. Then they added that. And I can't tell you how many times I went, went through all those menus, did everything. Didn't save it. Yeah. Yeah. So... And it gets even more complex because CoinOps itself has its own like little sub menu once you have it up and running. So you like you can make some changes in the individual in emulator, but then you could also make global changes on the you know CoinOps program. And then some of those could be conflicting. And then you're trying to backtrack and reroute and figure out well what did I do here and how how did I get this out of line? You know what what's going on? So um, Glenn, can you in YouTube Meatball Saucy also has yeah. he said um, make sure can you read that? That's good. Yeah, make sure you set your yeah. Make sure you set your default uh, .cfg to read only once you set up your controls, or you will find that Mame will wipe the button config. So is that why sneaky, sneaky Mame? Is that why yeah, some mamers. is that why sometimes when I re shut down the machine and I start it back up, Windows will change. I know Windows will do that with devices, but it'll think player two is player one and player one is player two. Because no, that, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I've seen it happen, but it, sometimes I thought it was just a Windows thing. It's okay. Just Windows just being Windows. <laughs> this is my first stab at something like this because my thought was, if I get it working, it, it, again, it, I'm a tinker. I like to play around. I'm not trying to do this to impress anybody. <laughs> but these are some of the things That's that... That's how you learn. Well, yeah. These are things that you know I was kind of enjoying. But my question for you guys, and maybe guys in the chat room can help. I know other people have seen this. How do you know what emulators belong to what systems unless you've done this enough? Like a, a guy like me who's done this, you know, an, again, enough to be dangerous. A lot of stuff was configured. How do you know by, you know, when you look at something like this, you know, like, okay. Google, Google is your friend. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to say Google is really the only option you got to be depending on where you, you know acquired the the files themselves sometimes there'll be some information on whatever website whether it be a punk arcade website you know something like that but typically google is your best friend you just literally put in the emulator's name and it'll you'll immediately get some information saying you know hey this system is or this emulator was devised for this type of retro gaming system this is what it does well this is what it doesn't do well and those type of things and that 
but after you know doing this several times you just kind of learn these things secondhand where you're like oh i recognize that emulator it plays this system i recognize that emulator it plays this system it's very few and far between are they ever actually named anything similar to the systems or the arcade boards that they replicate mm. what one one good thing is versus now versus the 90s when they first started doing this back then there were like 10 Atari emulators, 20 ColecoVision emulators, Nintendo emulators, there were 50. Yep. They've kind of they've kind of filtered down now to the good ones, and they've kind of joined forces. So the good thing is you may only find one or two of each. So uh, there's not that many in the list, and a quick Google search, you'll find out what they're for. Uh, that's that's a, that's a good thing about it, that they've really progressed to a point. And then there's some like Mess, which now is part of MAME. And, you know, you can run a lot of these consoles within – the MAME UI itself, because MAME now incorporated MESS, which was the multiple emulator super system. Um, so sometimes you can even get it in one spot. But stuff like the N Nintendo 64 or the Wii or other consoles of a later generation are going to be more specialized at this time, and you're going to have to hunt them down a little bit. But Google will have them on there. So that's so, what I heard. Well, no, so that's, that's kind of, I didn't feel bad then for doing that because I sat there and I'm going, you know, I'm looking at it and redream. I, you know, from playing around with the Raspberry Pi, I knew that that was Dreamcast and it worked, you know, you know, very well. So I knew, you know, some of them are, are labeled Sega and, but like Sega Model 3, mm -hmm. third generation Sega. Is that, you know, you know, pretty I, much. Yeah. I, I mean, that's common sense says to me, yeah. but, right. um, so when you start looking at that, that kind of stuff, and I, and I guess that that's what kind of prompted, tonight's show when when we got the cancellation i also go into the discord channel for coin ops and i was talking with one of the moderators in there and you know maybe in the future show she's going to be coming on here so you guys can get some questions answered from somebody that knows what they're doing all the time with that but one of the things that i i, I kind of wanted to wanted to go and show too is like going in there and configuring this stuff is not always easy like like we went into MAME, but I didn't go into some of these other ones. Like, what do you do when, like, for instance, I was telling you guys, Nintendo 64 and Wii won't, won't load. In fact, I'll show you exactly what it's doing. And then maybe somebody watching this will be able to, to tell because I know. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of times with these emulators, it has to do with the video card itself. It doesn't support a DirectX call or something along those lines. That's yeah. usually DirectX what causes the problem. Nine times out of 10, any times I've ran into an issue, it's because DirectX isn't installed. But if you've got, uh, let's see, if this PC that you're running this on, it has that arcade net link, Stephen, yeah. it should have pre-installed DirectX, I think, when you install that program. So you should Yeah, it does have, have DirectX. That. So if I click okay. on, let, let's go Mario 64. See, it pops up with the Dolphin uh, emulator, and it sits there and flashes, and it does a dance, and it comes back out here to the main screen. Yeah. But that's what that, every that's what game. me to believe it's a it's a video driver problem, and it, just from looking at it, it's trying to initialize the code, and it can't display yeah. anything. Okay, because it and it, could, it, it found it, the it, file because it opened up a box, so it's not like right. it's you know an errant right. file or a missing file. It's got it there. It just can't process it and display it correctly. And we and we all know that not all video cards are created equal. You know, some, especially the Intel ones, they they generally miss a lot of the higher end graphic calls, and something like a Wii. Or the uh, you know uh, something along those lines are going to have some very specific DirectX calls for filters that it needs. So, so my my guess is going to be it's dying on the on the uh, display part of it. So what do you do to resolve that? I mean, is it just uh, oh, simple easy. upgrading a video card, or is it um, 
Yeah, I was, I was going to say that or replace the machine if you can't, you know, install a video card. I mean, that looks like a low-profile machine, so unless, maybe you can take the top off with the lid off and put a full-size card in there. Well, I have um, but, I have uh, an NVIDIA GT640. Uh, it's a yeah, two-gig card. It's, 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 it's mm -hmm. older, but um, there's a spot in there where you can put a capture card where I took the capture card out because, like I said, it was a broadcast machine. I could put mm -hmm. it on there as a PCI extender. Again, this oh, is just a project. Good. I'm not planning on doing – it's not like I'm yeah. on a timetable. It's got to be done tonight type of thing. But, you know, for somebody that doesn't know – and, I again, Googling – like, I know you guys said to Google, but I'll, I'll tell you, you start getting into places with coin ops, and it's like – it's redundant, the same information, but nobody's really telling you where to go and how the to meat. get it. Yeah. yeah it's there's like – you get circling the wagons and keep saying the same thing and kind of coming back and you're like well that's you're you're stating the problem that i started with you're not stating a resolution or you're not troubleshooting it in any way shape or form so yeah you could you can i can understand how you can waste an entire evening going down that rabbit hole because yeah you can get lost in forums like that trying to search for answers and really be worse off than you were when you started <laughs> or you're or you do find one and you follow the steps to find out the steps are three years old something like that yes <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times tutorials change and things, you know, updates come across and things don't right. last the, the test of time, you know. I used to do Hackintoshes. I used to take a PC and I'd put Mac OS X on it just for fun. I had Macs, yep. but I did it just for fun. This reminds me of those days where you're playing with drivers and kecks trying to get sound drivers to work, video drivers to work. Um, this stuff is not something I, <laughs> I enjoy doing. It's not... Um, I mean, it, it was, if you're bored and you have nothing better to do, I, the only reason I started this project was because of how well it works with the Legends Ultimate. I'm like, oh, this is, this is smooth. I'm going to be able to throw this on here. And I guess mm -hmm. that's what I'm, uh, you know, the, the, the meat of this conversation I'm getting to is just because it works really good on the Legends doesn't mean that you're just going to be able to install it on your PC and you're going to be up and running in five minutes. Um, right. But I'll tell you, though, I'll take this over a million times over virtual pin mame. See, I haven't even tried that. <laughs> that is, yeah. oh, my God, you're going to blow your brain it's down, awful. I'm going to tell you right now. It is. It's awful. But it's been around for a long time. It is still the absolute worst <laughs> Ooh, interface trying to get working. I tell you, it drives you crazy. You get it working eventually, then you're like, okay, it took me like three days. I kind of messed up all the files. It's working. But let me do it cleanly. Do it again, and it doesn't work. It drives me crazy. Well, I mean, Ralph helped me on the one. I forget what it was. It was one of the Sega. I could Naomi's. not. What was it? Yeah. Naomi? Naomi. Oh, dear Lord. That was, I mean, he had me dumping files in this folder and dumping files in that folder. I mean, he knew what to do. <laughs> and I said, you need to make a video of this because there's people out there like me who have no idea how to do this. Because you download this package, CoinOps, and Michael Mann, our, our friend Stevie Richards, he mm -hmm. says to me, he's like, you know, hey, this is great. I can install this and do it myself. Well, guess what? He downloaded and installed it. He got a lot of it working, but he's running into a similar problem that we that, that I am. Mm -hmm. with, with. So that's why I think anybody out there, if you're watching this and you're good with CoinOps, do tutorials. People will watch them <laughs> because... There's, I honest to God, I mean, I hate forums. I hate going to forums. I hate it. And like you said, you spend all this time reading down these threads and you find out it's from five years ago and it doesn't even relate to anything. 
that has to do with oh, this, right? But then you get desperate and you try it anyway, yep. and then you screw something worse up. It's like, ah! So <laughs> that's what I felt tonight was kind of more one of those, like, we always interview people, and I thought this would be really cool to kind of talk about some of my frustrations that I have here with this. Um, but it's good. It is a good um, It is a good front end. I, I think it aesthetically it looks great, right? I mean, yep. The only yeah. thing I would change personally is I want more than one millisecond when you press a button to go to the next game. It just it goes oh, right into it. Oh yeah, yeah. Give me, give me like a second to look what's on my screen before we. Oh, or you got to hold the button down and then it shoots past five. Just give me, give me like two seconds, please, before <laughs> it goes to the next option. Well, you'll I'm have... old, man. My brain takes time to think about it, man. Well, somebody brought up. Go ahead, go ahead, Doug. I was just going to say, I love how Glenn is making that comment in the background. Um, his Legends Ultimate Machines running coin ops. I saw it just scrolling as fast <laughs> as possible. You know, when I, it's funny that you, you say about that going, like, I'm down here. My, I'm showing my son this. I'm showing my son coin ops on, on the Legends. And all of a sudden, it started scrolling fast. I'm like, don't do that. I said, we're, I'm trying to, we're trying to see the games. He's yeah. like, I didn't touch it. I'm like, what do you mean uh, you didn't me, touch it? Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just does it on its own. It's a weird I, flaw or I didn't even know it did it. Say. And it it, it, yeah. it just randomizes games and it just goes to a game right. that but he's like, Dad, I didn't and do another it. Another option say another option out there, and again Meatball Saucy uh, mentioned it, but it's is um the launch box or, or the big box. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those are good programs. And actually ETA Prime is extremely involved with that. He's actually a partner with them. So he does a lot of videos on that. So that's another option. I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't, you know, take coin ops. The files are there. You know, the, the files are there. Yeah. That you could always use it for some other uh, emulators or, or for an end. So I actually uh, have been messing around also with the lunchbox, I should say. And uh, there's a lot of features in there as well. It takes time to set it up. There's a learning curve. But again, ETA Prime has a lot of tutorials because he's a partner of that uh, front end. So you might, again, just another option. Well, I, I will say, and I, I think I'll get Doug's backing on on this one, but my I still say, as newbie as I am to this, my favorite front end, or if you're even going to call it a front end, emulator package has got to be Open EMU for the Mac. Oh, yeah. This has got to yeah. be the easiest. You drag your ROMs in. It tells you what cores yeah. you need. You find the cores. Literal you, you drag and drop. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I mean, it's easy. Downloads the box art for you. It's... It's just like a Mac. I mean, it just works. I mean, that's, uh, I feel like a salesman every time I talk about it, but it's literally the most intuitive, most reliable, most easy to use. And, and like, if you're a PC guy, you've never obviously experienced it because it's Mac only, but I love how stupid simple it is. Literally drag, drop. Oh, look, it downloaded my box art. Double click. Hey, look, I'm working. Oh, I want to configure my controllers. How do I do that? Configure controller shows you a picture of your controller. I want this button here. I mean, stupid, simple. You don't have to read instructions, and it works for tons and tons of different games. And it's good if you don't know what cores you need because it tells yeah. you what cores. You, oh, it looks like you're missing this core. You just take exactly. what it tells you. You, you want that? It. Yes or no? Yep. And you go find it. Um, yeah. Very and and it's free. Yes. And Steve um, from uh, Steve says in the chat room too. <laughs> he said that there's a Discord channel for Coin Ops. There, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, you definitely want to join that. I I've learned a lot just reading. I actually learned more in there than I did <laughs> perusing the web, to be honest with you. So uh, I would highly highly recommend that. What do you say, guys? We shift gears a little bit. Um, 
So there was another project before we get before we get into what we pre-ordered, right? Um, I was thinking about going out and buying a Super Nintendo. I, me and my brother, we had one growing up, and I was thinking about you know getting some games and collecting it. And I was talking to Glenn and Doug, and they were like, you know what? Just go out and get a Super Nintendo Classic. Find find one, and um, you know you have all the games. You can mod it and put all the games you want on it. So I did. I found somebody that was selling it for ninety nine dollars. Um, actually, no, I got it for what did I say? Eighty bucks. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Because um, I seen it online. Was, was Retail what? was seventy nine right. ninety nine. I think. Yeah. 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 So that was good. I mean, for the amount of time it's been out, they're a little harder to find. Eighty nine dollars is a is a good price. Yeah, because yep. and it was wasn't opened, and people GameStop was selling them brand new one hundred and sixty five. Yeah. Yeah. I don't That's know. That's about right. I don't know if there's gold in there or something, but. But anyway, that's, that's why you don't go to GameStop right, right there. You don't go. You yeah. do not buy at GameStop, period. So I ended up doing the hack um, with Hack Chi, and I, I have like, I think this only has 256 megs on it. So I put like, I don't know, 120 games on it. So then I was started, I'm Googling, and I'm like, hmm, there's got to be a way that somebody else, because I, I have a PlayStation Classic. And I managed to have other games on a flash drive doing it. I'm like, there's got to be a way. So I came across ETA Prime's video where he takes a little adapter like this. I'll go with this screen. And so I bought a low-profile 32-gig flash drive, which I know is overkill for, for something like this, but it was cheap. Yeah, and slow-pro. Yeah, and the the adapter has a where you plug your power in on the back. So... This is the problem I ran into. When you're flashing it, there's you can use um, HackChi to actually flash to a thumb drive to where you can put unlimited amounts of games on it. This goes in the back. This is the left-handed one. This is the one ETA Prime recommends. It's actually linked in his video. Power cable comes out of there. You plug it into your PC. It recognizes this. And you hold left, sh you hold shift down and click on it, and it'll allow you to transfer the ROMs. After I spent three, almost four hours putting box art to it, because Google wouldn't find half the box art. Um, yeah, it would not recognize this at all. It the the red and, light. And you know why? You know why? Because this thing that doesn't was the work. one. That, no, yeah, but you know why it doesn't work? That was that was just April Fool's video, man. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Got so, him. So I ordered I ordered two different kinds, and I'll have to let you guys know which one ends up working. I'm supposed to get it here before nine o'clock, so I'm just having all oh, kinds. We'll, of... we'll be in, we'll be on our stride at nine o'clock. <laughs> I'm just having all kinds of you know. I'm just trying to make this easy because again, with my kids, we play these. I don't want to have to sit there and you got to go into this config file and do all this nonsense done and over with. Um, but I, I would caution you, and I said this at the top of the top of the show, caution you on some of these devices because even though ETA Prime is recommending this, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the same one he bought because a lot of these manufacturers, once people start buying them, they, they start getting chintzier on it. And I think yep. that's what happened with this because I have two of them and neither of them work. And it doesn't work on my PlayStation Classic because if I plug the thumb drive in here, for the PlayStation to, to boot up the ROMs, it doesn't see it. But if I plug it right in the front of the PlayStation, it sees it. So I know this is the problem. So yep. caution to everybody out there that um, just because it's linked in a video 
especially if it's from two, three years ago or an ETA Prime. I think it was a year ago, right? Yeah. Probably, it's got to be at least, at least a year old. Yeah. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's five bucks or whatever, but, you know, it's five bucks. It's five bucks, right? But. Well, especially if you're, you know, planning on like, you know, taking on a project for the weekend, you got it ordered and it shows up Friday night. And you're like, all right, I'm going to tackle this. I'm going to have the <laughs> entire weekend enjoy my games. And then you find out, ah, oh, crap, it doesn't work. So then you're like, well, I got to order something new. Won't be here till Monday. Well, I got to go back to work Monday. And then, you know, then you're out your, your time and you're just frustrated at that point. And that, that's exactly how it was. But I will say, if anybody's on the fence about getting this, and I, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts, I have one of these cheap ones that I set up the RetroPie with, the uh, Super Nintendo controller. What are they, mm-hmm. like 10 bucks for two? It's USB powered. Right. Versus the one that actually comes with the Super Nintendo Classic. This one feels a lot better built. It feels like the original oh, yeah. Super Nintendo, like they did. Um. And I bought the extension cable for it because I wanted to be able to sit on my couch and play it and not sit on the floor like I'm 10 years old again. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I'm but i really impressed. So do you guys think this is one of, from the original mold of the Super Nintendo? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, it could be. But it's obviously Nintendo's product, and they're very meticulous whenever they do anything. And I agree with you. I have, you know, I still have my original SNES and the uh, the Mini. Uh, a couple of minis, actually, to be honest. But regardless, <laughs> the the control feels phenomenal. The feel, the D-pad, the buttons, everything, the the plastic, the weight. Um, it's it's. I'm sure they took the same specs that they had, the same plastic type, the same uh, springiness of the of the uh, the dots, the rubber dots that they put in there. I'm sure it was all within spec of the original because it feels like you're playing with the original one. I also have the cheap knockoff ones. And they're adequate. I mean, they, they work, they play, they, they feel okay. They're not bad. But there's no comparison between what you've got in the box with the classic versus, you know, the third-party one. Uh, I think Doug will agree that the, the quality of the Nintendo Minis, if you're buying a Nintendo Mini, you're going to get a quality Mini when you bring it home, period. Absolutely. Um, the only thing that was even on par with it so far was the Sega Mini. Uh, the PlayStation Mini, you can tell they just saw what Nintendo was having success in the market with and said, Hey, we can do that. We can, you know, charge more and do it cheaper and cut some corners and nobody will notice. Well, everyone noticed everyone. Hated it. <laughs> um, and it immediately turned into a $30 markdown thing that ah. now it's just only, only I, worth it. If you get I it. got it. I got it for, man, it's worth it. I got it for $19.99. I got it for $19.99 at Best Buy. You did great because I paid full price yeah. for it. No, I wouldn't have done that. I wanted to insult somebody like the first three days after I had it. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? You, it's PAL versions. What do you mean? It's I'm like, how do you miss this stuff? Like and blown away. And the controller, it's all right, but I got it's definitely I got not it for the Nintendo ways. Sixty? I got it for sixty. And I agree. The games the games were were a total, total miss. But the actual design of it, like aesthetic. Well, it looks great, yeah. It looks great. So if you can get it for under fifty bucks, I pay fifty. You get it for twenty bucks, definitely buy it because you can again hack it and put quality games on there. the The machine looks great. The joystick, uh, you know, the trackpad, all that feels very, very good. Just the game selection on there was just such a miss. Yeah, and they didn't and the put any of the, they didn't put any of the good ones on there. And I didn't even hack it the right way. Like it's still <laughs> stock. And this is this is where I first met mad little pixel and i know probably everybody in the chat room is going to go bananas and say you know this and that but hear me out so i stumbled on his video that he did when i was looking up this and he 
talked about this little flash drive that you can get on Amazon for 20 bucks that have like a fighting pack for 100 bucks or excuse me, 100 games for 20 bucks. Um, they had adventure games for, you know, 20 bucks again and 100 games. So he didn't like it. He said it didn't work. Half the games didn't work. I went, I'm like, well, for 20 bucks and I don't have to deal with any aggravation, I'm spending 20 bucks because I got Prime. So I bought it. I plugged it in. I have no issues with it. So maybe he got one kind of like the way I got this. And that's the way I hacked it. I got like a hundred, like, cause I was a little nervous. Cause I was like, I don't want to brick this thing. I know I paid 20 bucks for it, but I'm like, this isn't my wheelhouse. Well, I, think, you know? I think, yeah, I think Mad Little Pixel did a couple of videos of it. And uh, I know he's had a couple and he's, he was in a little different and a couple he kind of liked. So I think maybe he did get a bad one at that time. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. I mean, we used to talk quite a bit back in the back in the day, I suppose, like last year. That's back in the day these days. <laughs> but uh, the uh, that little device is not bad. I mean, I wouldn't go that route myself. But like you said, if someone doesn't want to deal with the headache of it, yeah, I think for the money, it's worth it. Well, or if you if you're if you're not comfortable modding, like at, at the beginning before I started, even with I I was very hesitant even with the SNES Mini. Like I watched ETA Prime's video because at the beginning he goes, I just want to state that I have. I am not responsible if you brick or damage your console. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, oh, scary. Do I really want to do this? So I watched this video like three times. I'm like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> I'll take an iPhone apart, fix a, a component inside an iPhone, but I'm worried about a little uh, plastic console, right? And you know what? <laughs> the the the, um, the hack has gotten so good. I think even if you do kind of brick it, there are ways to recover it. So they've yeah. gotten pretty advanced with those uh, things now. Well, and I see Steve in the chat room, um, Rostalgia. He said that um, he works with the developers and he does tutorial videos. And so if anybody needs help, including myself, I'll hit you up uh, for if I can't get this working with the cables that are coming to me. Because uh, after I bought, okay, so let's back up a little bit. After I bought this stupid thing, P-Dub says to me, after I couldn't get it working because I was complaining to these guys, I couldn't get it working. P-Dub goes, well, did you happen to see the pinned comment at the top of ETA Prime's video? And I'm like, no. Oops. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, people are reporting that these aren't working right. And I'm like, wonderful. So make sure you read the comments before you go and buy your stuff, even after you watch a tutorial video. Because <laughs> I, well, I, 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 like I said, things change. There for you. Yeah. Things change relatively <laughs> quickly, especially with these type of things. You know, you buy things, and uh, they, like I said, they change the chipset in there. Maybe the manufacturer didn't do it on purpose. Maybe the USB chip inside their device wasn't available anymore, and they bought it from someone else. But that chip is just different enough where now it doesn't work. So it's not always the manufacturer's fault. Not that I'm defending them in any way, shape, or form. So I've definitely bought stuff new that for sure is not what I got <laughs> or what they were posting. But, you know, they figure for like five bucks, what are you going to do? And they're right. I'm not going to, you know, complain about five bucks. But uh, do make sure you read all the comments and, and check the date. You know, just like milk. Check the data when the video was done. Because <laughs> sometimes there may be another video posted after the fact. There may have been, you know, another ETA Prime video after that saying, you know, it's an update. I, I know Mad Little Pixel kind of does that, too. If he has a, an update, he'll post another video on it. Well, I that's think it. I think that's something that guys should do. Doug, why don't you uh, kind of talk a little bit about the pre-order since I'm I've been complaining for the last forty-five minutes about the issues I had. <laughs> Let's talk about something positive here with uh, a new console coming out. So yeah, we got the the Turbo Graphics Mini. So 
again, we're seeing a lot of these mini retro consoles kind of come out to the market and people saw the success what Nintendo had with their NES mini, their SNES mini, Sega with their Genesis, um, PlayStation, not so much success, but the, you know, a lot of these companies are seeing, hey, the retro gaming market is thriving. How do we capitalize on this? We've got a bunch of old you know, IP and hardware and software. How do we capitalize on you know, using the licenses for this? So somebody over there said, hey, why don't we do the TurboGrafx mini you know, 16, similar to the same vein as Nintendo and all those, and see how it goes. So like Glenn alluded to earlier when we were kind of talking pre-show was, it was a very hard to find system. Me personally, I only ever saw the Turbo Graphics in like magazines. I never saw it on a store shelf. No friends of mine ever had it. Even my, my rich friends that his dad was a doctor, you know, he had everything, but he didn't have the Turbo Graphics Mini. So I always just thought this was like urban legend, you know, it was just a, a <laughs> like the Neo Geo, right? 20, yeah, like, like 20 <laughs> people maybe had or something like that. So I never got to experience this when it first came out. So I'm super excited about this. When it first got announced, I pre-ordered it right away. Um, it's $100, kind of a steep price. But then I also know like just how pricey the actual hardware is these days and trying to find these games and just trying to find the you know fully functioning system and all this kind of stuff. You're going to pay well more than $100 to try to collect anything for the Turbo Graphics. So I think $99 is you know a decent price. It's on par with everything else we've seen with these mini consoles. Um, it's, it's an advanced console as far as this technology in comparison to the NES, so it deserves a higher price. But super excited for this. Uh, comes out, what is it, March 19th? Mm. So looking forward to my pre-order. And I know you've got one on pre-order as well, Stephen. Yes, and I think, Glenn, did you get yours pre-ordered yet? No, I always go for the hunt after the fact. I did ah. not pre-order, but, but I got but I got to tell you, I am extremely excited for this. I mean, I have, I've had all the consoles, but the TurboGrafx-16, uh, the U.S. and Europe only got it for a very short time. It's based on the PC Engine from Japan. I love this console. Um, I had it with my Sega Genesis. I played the TurboGrafx way more than the SNES and the, the Genesis. It's such a shame that so many people bought into, back then, it was all about the bits. You know, you had the Sega Genesis with 16-bit. The SNES was 16-bit. 32-bit. 16, <laughs> 16, but it's really... Say, oh, but it's not it's not 16-bit, it's 8-bit. They're like, what do you mean? Well, the processor in the TurboGrafx 16 is an 8-bit hue processor, just like in uh you know the uh the NES, but it's a little more advanced. But they have a 16-bit graphics processor, and that's where the whole thing with that time frame was everything was marketing with the bits. Gotta have the bits, gotta have the bits. They didn't weren't paying attention to the gameplay. The TurboGrafx 16, which had an 8-bit CPU, blew the doors. Blew the doors off of Sega Genesis as far as colors, as far as scrolling, so many things. Whoa, whoa, also, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh yeah, I'm I'm saying it. Whoa. I am saying it. Whoa. Totally saying whoa. it. And I'm <laughs> not even done yet, my friend. And on top of that, the PC Engine was the world's first home console with a CD-ROM drive. It was a single speed, $500 add-on, which this guy went to Crazy Eddie and bought launch day. <laughs> and had only two games for it. Two games, the worst Street Fighter game on the planet, oh, Fighting it is Street. Sore. It is the absolute worst. And I was I found the one bug and I put it to Electronic Gaming magazine. <laughs> if you had if you had the turbo stick and you had the slow motion on, you could beat the other guy up and you would never take punishment. You would never get hit once. You would pound them, pound them, pound them, and they would never hit you and you win the game. But it was such a bad game. 
Uh, but eventually they released some other games. And I will say the best game I've ever played on a home console, me personally, was Ease Book 1 and 2. That's a phenomenal game. I think it's actually on the the mini without having a, like a, an attachment. Yeah, that's a whole other story. But I am extremely excited. I will definitely get it. And I'm also going to buy the PC Engine version because I've been trying to get my hands on an actual PC Engine. My friend uh, Madlow Pixel has one. I'm jealous. But the PC Engine is kind of expensive. And talk about getting stuff for the TurboGrafx-16. You can spend 300 bucks for a questionable PC Engine with maybe a controller that looks like it came out of a donkey's uh, manure pile somewhere. But they're <laughs> selling like crazy. It's a really good console. And I'm telling you, anyone out there, $99 for the games are showing on there. I think it's worth it. And I think you should get it because it's an extremely, extremely underrated console. Genesis, slot slot. <laughs> Doug, I think I think uh, you can rebuttal this, but I think uh, Glenn Glenn should pre-order because he has to buy five of them. <laughs> he might not find five of them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, definitely pre-order Glenn. Um, just because you know there'll be a, the 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 market rush where everyone gets it, and then there'll be people flipping it in that first week. Like, just pre-order two. There you Flip go. One. There you go. Pay pay well, for one. The thing is, I can never, I can never sell it. Once, it, once uh, it's in yeah. my terminal hands, I, I can't let it go. I can't. I, I, Why do you think my son still lives here? I can't let him go. Yeah. Man. He's still here. I, I, I get, I get people do that. People, I've seen people do that with Mortal Kombat with Arcade One Up, and I just thought it was kind of stupid. I mean, I get it. It's capitalism, you know. You, you, you're, you're, you know. But I, I couldn't. I don't think I could do that to somebody. Well, forget about that. I've seen a Legends going for like nine thousand dollars on eBay. Nine thousand dollars. <laughs> Yeah, people, people, and you know what? It's it's hysterical. Not that it was posted, but if someone thinks that someone will pay that. I mean, it's a great machine. It's a great machine. It's not nine thousand dollars. Great machine. No, no. God no. <laughs> Nothing against you, but I think PK would say the same thing. So, yeah. But um, so that's coming up. One of the other things we were talking about in, in previous shows that we wanted to talk about some retro stuff. And we were started going down memory lane. I think it was post-show or something like that. We went down memory lane. I said it would be really cool if a certain product was going to come out and they remade it since they were doing Transformers and that. And Doug told me today, and I'm going to turn it over to him, and I'll pull up some pictures as he talks about it. We're going to get something. Yeah. Um, so New York Toy Fair is this weekend in New York, of course. And all the major toy companies and collectible companies and all the big players – are showing off their new goods for the year and upcoming future for the holiday season, things like that. And we already know we've got a new Ghostbusters movie due out this summer, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So Hasbro is now the owner of the Ghostbusters franchise um, licenses as far as the toy licenses and things like that. So at New York Toy Fair, they've released a couple of images to the press recently of some of the new toys people can expect to see for this new movie and just the Ghostbusters franchise in general. So we got you know, the Proton Pack, the Blasters, EK Meters, um, just all sorts of cool. And you can see, if you're familiar with the, the retro, old-school Kenner's line of Ghostbusters toys, that they've really kind of harkened back to that line, and they're, they're kind of doing a, like a old made new again type of thing, where it still has that retro Kenner feel, but it still it has, a, you know, some modern twists and technology, as well as some modern re revamping, um, especially when we get to the figures. But right here we got, you know, all sorts of ooze and gooey. We've got a, a new Ecto-1 Playmobil that is going to be in line as far as scale with these new figures. These are five-inch figures that look 
Um, they look kind of like a mashup of the old real Ghostbusters Kenner line as well as the movie Ghostbusters characters. So we get kind of a, a best of both worlds. Uh, we were kind of talking where we'd like to see uh, Hasbro or somebody reissue and re release uh, the real Ghostbusters toy line that we saw back in the 80s. Uh, this is going to be as close to it as we get. This is the Fright series, but these are five inch figures that kind of go in line and scale with that Ecto 1 Playmobil we saw. So, all this is supposed to roll out summer in you know, concordance with the movie. So, be on the lookout for those if you're a Ghostbusters movie fan or just a Ghostbusters toy fan in general. I think this is one collection that I probably will get, and it'll sit behind me um, where my Star Wars stuff is because Ghostbusters was always my favorite. My my parents will tell you I had the Firehouse, I had Ecto-1, I had Ecto-3, Ecto-2. I mean, I had... That was that was next to Masters. Yeah. Well, next to Masters of the Universe, that was my thing. And my son's – so I'll, ha, I'll take a page out of Glenn's book. I'm going to have to buy two of everything because my son's going to want them to play with. So I'll end up getting it mm -hmm. to collect, and then one day he'll get them. But um, he has the I, – I was telling Doug earlier that he has the Playmobil ones, which are – I don't know, like you can change the heads and the ha and the hair and and put the vehicles and stuff together. It's kind of, it's not like Legos, but it's like a step up from that. But he plays with that all yeah, the time. But uh, that toy line specifically, it's kind of like um, the younger kids demographics who those are aimed for. They're you know they're not like Lincoln Logs by any means. Right. The, they're toned down as far as their you know moving parts and things like that, and they look a little more cartoonish and everything. But uh, this is going to be, you know, more towards your, I don't know, your 8 to 12 kid range, probably. Um, I was kind of bummed being a, a grown kid myself that uh, I saw that proton pack. And I was like, <laughs> man, I want that. But I was like, uh, there's no way that thing's fitting over my broad shoulders. Like, uh, so, it'll be fat guy in a little coat type of thing when me trying to put that over my shoulder. So Jess, Jason Teeny in the, and I apologize if I butchered your name. Uh, he says uh, no flexible arms and legs. Do you know if they did they have flexible arms and legs? I didn't even notice that. On the original Kenner line? Uh, no, the or ones that we had as a kid, they did. They had the move the arms yeah. that went up and down. But do the remakes? Do they have it? Uh, pull those images up again, real quick. Sorry, I've only just glanced at them today. I haven't really got to analyze them a whole lot. I'd be. Let me see if I can pull them up here right quick. Yeah, because I that's that's a good uh that's a good pickup if 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 he let yeah. me see here. Well I do know their retail price is nine ninety nine. So typically Oh ten dollars that's it. Yeah, so nine nine ninety nine you typically only get like five points of articulation old school Star Wars style. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, so, th that's how the originals were though. The originals yeah. you can only move them right at the shoulder and, and at the, the crotch, the groin area. Yeah. I I fully expect um there'll be a a black series line, so to speak, because it's Hasbro. You'll see something at that 1999 or 2499 price point for the Ghostbusters when the movie actually comes out, or maybe we'll see it tomorrow uh, announced at Toy Fair. But for a more detailed, articulated, you know, six-inch normal action figure that we're kind of used to seeing, that's you know, highly detailed, great sculpt, great paint jobs, um, lots of articulation. Uh, you're probably going to expect to pay 1999, 24.99. And maybe that's just something that Hasbro's got, you know, up their sleeve later, or maybe they're just thinking, let's let's go after the nostalgic market first, and then maybe come back with, you know, an updated line later for a sequel or something like that. 
So before we wrap here, Glenn just text or sent me a message here. With the, <laughs> I think he's trying to stir the pot a little bit with uh, Cool Toy here. Um, uh -oh. It's a technical showdown, if you will. Oh, I'm, I'm going to pull this up here, Glenn. Uh, so what? So what have you? What have you picked up from checking this? I'm just going to skim through it. Well, I'm going to go some of the basic stuff here. I mean, they're comparing the SNES, the TurboGrafx-16, the Sega Genesis. And we'll go with like the colors, you know, the uh, simultaneous colors on a, on a right is 64 on a Genesis and a turbo graphic is 482 on screen simultaneously. Largest sprite for Genesis is a 32 by 32, but on a turbo graphic 16, it's a 32 by 64. Now, the Sega does beat it in the number of on screen sprites. The Genesis has 80 versus 64 for the turbo graphic 16. But I think color-wise and sprite size that we could say that the TurboGrafx-16 trumps the Sega Genesis. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. I have I have one counterpoint for you, Glenn. <laughs> since since you want to throw out throw around numbers and facts, and I'm freaking wearing a Sega jacket. Um, <laughs> Genesis slash Mega Drive consoles sold 49.6 million. Oh, yeah, there's no question about that. Then you have PC to go. Engine Turbo yes. Graphics, ten point yep. five million. Oh yeah, totally agree who there. Who had That's the better what... console? Hmm. No, that is who hmm. had the better marketing. Hmm. Better marketing. Better marketing. Hey, you guys had Jason in a hockey mask. I can't, you know, I can't help it that Sonic, you know, the blue-haired hedgehog, is cooler than Splatterhouse guy. Oh, and, well, we had Bonk. Bonk. Yeah, Bonk Bonk. Was actually yeah. pretty now good. Bonk is now, one it, of the reasons I want to get that and Splatterhouse. It's a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Bonk is very good. Oh no, uh, Splatterhouse was Neo Geo. But no, Splatterhouse was on the Did Bonk they do a port? I don't well, it's a but the original yeah. is Neo Geo, the original creator, right? No, the original for Splatterhouse was uh was an IRM, I think. Uh yeah. it's it's an independent. Oh, because it yeah. comes up Neo it, Geo all the that? time on my ROM, so I just assumed No, no. Okay. No, but the, the PC Engine was able to do very good convergence. Not only that, if you did get the CD, we'll go, and I'm pulling this back into this hole, but if you <laughs> did have the CD, the CD add-on, they had our arcade cards, and uh, which basically added RAM. So you had almost a 8 meg of RAM, which is a lot for home console, plus a CD. So they had games that TurboGrafx did, but Sega didn't. Splatterhouse is, is Namco, they're, they're saying in the chat room. So just right, for Namco, the, there we go. Just Namco. for the record, Doug and I, neither of us had the TurboGrafx 16 growing up. We had, we had like this. I had all of them. I, I know. Or anything, but you but let I was us down. Have a job. I was working at Radio Shack at the time, and I got them. Okay. You let us down. You were <laughs> supposed to know this, and Lewis got you on that one. Boom! Just saying. Mic drop. Yeah. Got you. Well, we're gonna wrap this up, and then we're gonna open up the lines in post show. Uh, have you guys jump on here? We thought, you know, hopefully you found this informative. If you're watching this video later, um, we've got a great community of, of guys that are around that, uh, even if we don't have the answers to some of this stuff, which we know we don't, uh, <laughs> there's people around that can help you out. That'll help me out, uh, do some of these, but I just thought it would be fun to kind of talk about some of the projects that we're working on, especially at a short notice when, um, our guest kind of got sick and wasn't able to come on. So. Glenn, who do we have uh, scheduled for next uh, next week? I think right. Uh, next week. Next week is supposed to be Gamester eighty one. That's supposed to be our guest host for next week. 
So we trade we traded Doug for a gamester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's also so. partial to wearing a backwards hat, so it'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that yeah, this could get fun. <laughs> yeah. Fit right in. So we want you guys to check them out. Go over there, check out youtube.com slash cool toy. If you've been loving under a rock and if you've never been there, go check it out. Um, one last thing before we're going to get to Glenn because Glenn, Glenn has everything everywhere. But Glenn, real quick, the GRS has hit 51621 and there's still how many days left? 36 hours. A day and a half. We... Yep, we have 36 hours, and we the, again the original goal was just 30,000 uh, for the machine. The 50,000 stretch goal was just to make sure it's compatible with the arcade machines. That's obviously going to happen now, but um, we've exceeded it, and we still have 36 hours to go. So uh, we're getting very excited. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, making small improvements still now to the uh, to the yoke. So when this thing uh, starts getting in people's hands in July, I'm hoping it's going to not meet. It's going to exceed their expectations for the product. And again, it's just one among many we have coming down the pipe. Uh, we also have like I said, light guns coming out, which are not going to require a light bar, uh, the driver controllers. But for right now, it's that yoke. And I can't tell you how humbling it is that people say they're buying it simply because of the other products that I've, I've made. Um, and also, a lot of fellow YouTubers or companies have been purchasing it. And that just means a lot to me. So thank you all, everyone. Um, I really appreciate your support, and you're going to love it. I guarantee, I guarantee it. There used to be guys to say that. You like what I do. I guarantee it. <laughs> well, it, it's warehouse guarantee. <laughs> if you haven't done so, check out Glenn. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glenn's Retro Show. Glenn also is the owner of a lot of different official groups on Facebook, which we don't have the time to go down the list because, there's yes, there is that many. Um, but go over to Facebook, check it out. You can find all the guys over there using their names, Glenn Plenamento and Doug Smith. And guys, we really appreciate you tuning in. We'll go into post show and you guys can call in. I've already put the links in the chat room. Uh, so feel free to call in. Maybe you want to add to what we were talking about earlier. That's fine with the, with the coin ops, but we really appreciate you guys coming out here and, and following our journeys through this. And you can find me anywhere as the tech buzz. I'm pretty much known that everywhere. So We'll see you guys next week for more of the Retro Buzz. <laughs>